0: uh good morning elise
1: good morning
0: so nice to see you uh looks like amber is just popping in so um it's so great to have everybody here today it's uh uh, it's springtime and that's uh beautiful it is beautiful we're just really appreciating you know how nice the weather has gotten and you know so nasty the winter sometimes you know snow is beautiful and stuff but uh,
2: yeah
0: springtime weather can be uh i think can be like uh invigorating in certain certain ways hey amber good morning
2: good morning amber uh-oh
0: uh, looks like you're live yeah you're you're I'm, muted
2: i'm muted there. as you go. <laughs> good morning how are you
0: yeah, so good. Good good morning. It's great to see you.
2: Thank you. You too. Um,
0: well, I think it's uh it's Monday morning, it's nine a.m. It's about that time, right? Nine it is. Uh, <laughs> yep. Morning everybody, and uh welcome to Guy Atchison's of Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all encouraged to join in these live stream and real-world events. Uh our hope is to inspire and ultimately uh, create better art and tattoos together. Uh, we beam out nearly every single day, and with your help, we've become a quality network of on-demand and uh, live art and tattoo shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. Um, you can uh, find more at reinventingthetattoo.com, and let me let me share
3: my screen with you. Nice.
0: Yeah, so um, uh, reinventingthetattoo.com you can always find the latest and greatest right here. Uh, You can find the Reinventing the Tattoo app at the App Store, the Google Play Store. Uh, We also have a a Facebook page and a Roku channel, Uh, so be sure to check that out. Um, You can also find various content on uh, all the major podcast directories such as uh, Apple and Spotify. Um, So we have a number of weekly stable shows as I'm scrolling past them right now. Yeah, you can find them down here at the events schedule. Uh, So on Sundays at 1 p.m., We have Skill Building Sundays hosted by Jason Leeser. Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern, we have Drawing for Tattooers. That is this show you've made it. At 11 a.m. on Mondays, we have The Tattoo Weekly. It's followed at 5 p.m. Eastern. On Mondays, we have Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple. Um, And then at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have this. Uh, we have the Monday subscribers exclusive drawing group. Um, so be sure to check all of those out. Monday is busy busy day. So lots of lots of great stuff on reinventing on Mondays. Um, at One p.m. on Wednesdays we have the Tattoo Now show, and at six p.m. on Thursdays we have the Tattoo Collecting One Hundred and One podcast. Um, excellent. And then, of course, uh, you know, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsors. And I have them (laughs) showcased here at the bottom of the screen, Uh, Tattoo Now. Tattoo Now is technology for tattooers. Uh, They have CRM, that's customer relations management software, mailing lists, as well as other upgrades and other professional development uh, products. So be sure to check out Tattoo Now um ask for Gabe and then of course uh we would like to thank uh Guy Atchison for being the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo and reinventing the tattoo community you can learn more about Guy Atchison at guyatchison.com where you can find original artwork custom prints as well as coil machines and other educational content um yeah and uh i think with that we did it
2: That's yay awesome. thanks
0: um happy monday everybody good morning and happy welcome monday. to
2: happy monday
0: hope everybody's having a uh a, a great week so far it's just started <laughs> um so
3: far I know so you good were,
0: Elise, you were talking about uh, this is a this is a this is a really um, big time for you. You're you're getting ready to, to do your final presentation, and graduate. From yeah. College. So that's yeah. Um,
1: My presentation's on Tuesday, um, so I have a I have a practice run today. Um, hopefully, I'm I'm a bit nervous just because I have to do the presentation on the Mac and I've been converted to a Windows person. So there's a lot of technical difficulties <laughs> that happen when I'm trying to use the Mac because I can't find anything. Um, I think that's what I'm the most worried about is like dead air with me like frantically trying to click and find things. But um other than that, uh yeah, I have one more project to add to my demo reel. Um, but I do have like my preliminary one up on my website um, that I've been working on. So, uh, yeah, I've just been prepping for that and I'm just working towards, uh, finishing up.
0: Outstanding. Um, right. Yeah. I think, um, learning how to be okay with dead air (laughs) is something I've certainly like come to come to embrace here doing, doing this thing. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, just roll with it. I think it's going to be um, all good. And, uh, you know, well, we talked about it a little bit earlier. So I think you're you're super ready and, you know, we're all rooting for you. So,
1: yeah, yeah thank you.
0: Yeah, break a leg.
1: I need the good vibes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
2: And then you lots of them. Amber, what's new with you? Um abstract art Ooh. which I've never really done but I'm getting into it now I have no idea what this is but I did it oh that's glorious yeah, wow
0: it's very, very beautiful
2: and it's all done with pen wow that is beautiful thank you Different colored pens and scribbles.
1: Yeah, that uh, the colors remind me of an oracle deck I have. Have you heard of the roomy oracle? Yes, I have. It reminds me of that one. Yeah, (laughs) I can see that. The colors are very similar. Yeah, and like the blending too. Mm -hmm. But you, you got that with pen, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, the whole thing is that these Fine line um, alcohol pens. Mm. And scribbles. <laughs> so I guess technically you would call it a pen and ink drawing. It would be. But it's very abstract.
0: Um, do you, so do you like think of it as a, was it more of an experiment? Uh, or was it more of like, um, you kind of knew what you were going to go for it? When you started or
2: it was more of an experiment. I really didn't know where I was going. It was more like I had to get it out.
3: That's cool. No, that's that's very cool.
2: I feel
4: a little more like it came through me rather than from me. Mm.
2: So it's like when artwork does that.
0: No, I agree. I think it's, uh, um, it's probably, uh, you know, probably something that we feel like after the fact, right? Like you're doing it, you know, like you're, it feels like you're directing it, but then, you know, when it's finished, there's a, afterwards, you're kind of like, where'd that come from? Um, Yes. I feel like that's, I feel like that's pretty... I would hope that's a universal thing <laughs> for, yeah. uh, for creatives, you know, people that like to make stuff, um, you know, uh, it's certainly it's, you know, we're, you know, we have we have a lot of influences. A lot of things are mm, composing or making us, you know, what it is that we are and we do. So no, that's awesome. And so, I'm. Um, thank you for sharing that. It was a beautiful piece um i'm glad that you're having fun like you know just making artwork making marks and-
4: yeah it's definitely releasing plenty of dopamine and serotonin
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 really good um well what so are you up to i uh i just um i was talking with a with a the coworker recently and and uh Reminded me about uh this this book. Hmm. Dynamic Light and Shade. By oh wow. I learned that book. You've seen this book?
4: I've seen it, yes. I don't have it, but I've
0: seen it. It's a uh, um well there's this one, there's I mean there are others that are have similar sort of uh, uh topic, right? Similar subjects. Um and so but this one is uh this one particularly i just i just remember it it's it's as old as i am this book Mm. and so i just i've remembered it for many years and uh and so i think um i think you know it's something i'm gonna we're gonna talk about it today because i you know I i have a little excerpt from it and i wanted to share that and uh so i think again it will be just very basic but it's a great book i would encourage you you know check it out but of course like having having references and having like you know books around that inspire you i think uh it's it's it is vital it, it was kind of like what we were just talking about with with Hamburg's work you know it's like we we get these influences and 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 then you know the work is able to almost you know move through us rather you know we're like a conduit for the the work to become what it is, which is nice, yeah. I think you know that that maybe take some of the pressure off of you (laughs) you have to be the, you know, this, uh, you know, you're so, uh, you know, you're the creator you have to create it or whatever. Um, I think there's, uh, there's something nice about, uh, um, working through it diligently and then it, you know, something, something like comes of it, something occurs, something develops. And I, uh, and so, um, that is uh that's awesome. All right, we've got a we've got a new uh guest with us today, Erica.
3: Welcome. Hello.
2: Oh, she's so excited. There's two.
3: Yeah. yeah cool. Um
0: so I uh I want to show um, briefly. Hey, Erica, good morning. Welcome. And, uh,
3: I was hoping I could show um, something I was working on. Let's see if I can get it to share. Yeah. um right
0: so uh this is um this is my my project i'm working on for you know a monday night drawing group that um uh that i'm part of uh, and erica's a part of it too so um anyways uh what i thought was uh was nice was um i did a video is a video of this project. So we're thinking about like a, you know, composing like a, a tattoo. We're using these various sort of statue uh, references. And so it's coming up with a few thumbnails, thinking like large scale sort of back piece thing. Um, so I'm going with this like, I don't know, Zeus or somebody, you know, some bearded statue guy um but i i went ahead and like you know i upped the contrast in it and um up the contrast in my reference so i was able to sort of see the shadows see the the forms of the uh you know of this head study um and i think the thing that i really like to sort of you know point out and that i want to reference in the you know the next Part of the, you know, today's talk is is about the silhouette. So there's, um, you know, again there's this there's light and there's shadow and stuff going on with this, um, with this drawing, but there's a you know a clear silhouette right the silhouette of the head. Yeah, so just a quick run through of that. Um, awesome. Thank you. Uh, so, Anyways, um so And it only took you uh, a
1: minute seventeen to it do Only took
0: me a minute. <laughs> no, it was uh I don't know, it was like uh I forget how long. It was like about an hour or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just uh and um and the challenge, you know, I think in a big way was um ended up being, you know, um uh I wanna try to make it a little bit, I want to try to add some more details. I want to try to add some, you know, maybe maybe, maybe make things a little bit different, you know, but I had a reference and I wanted to, you know, sort of draw from the reference. Um, uh, We trace all the time. I trace all the time. I trace, I trace everything. So um, this one, I, you know, it was like, it was fun to practice, you know, drawing from a reference, you know, some observation. Um, But I think uh, what was helpful too, was really differentiating the, the silhouette away, you know, the, the actual shape of the figure away from the ground. And so, uh, again, that's language that we've used here before. Um, so I hope it's not, I hope that doesn't sound too strange, but, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm, I'd like to love to share the uh, the Byrne Hogarth book. um <laughs> I just want to say, uh, you know, like, um, hey again to Erica, if you want to, you know, feel free to turn on your mic if you want to say hey, or if you want to turn on your camera, please feel free as well. Um, The more the merrier. Yeah, the more Mm -hmm. the merrier. Welcome. (laughs) Funny. So anyways, uh, I will... um, Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let me let's see if I can't uh, see if I can share this with you. Ah, there we go. So hopefully you are seeing um, my screen.
2: Yep.
0: Right, and uh, so again, this is um, this is an excerpt, a chapter from uh, this dynamic light and shade by Burn Hogarth. Um, again, it's, you know, it's a, it's a very cool book and it goes into so much, um, could flip through it a bit, but, uh, but I wanted to, to first, uh, focus on, you know, just the beginning of it, right? It's like, you know, I think about this show, sometimes we cover topics that are, fundamental, (laughs) that are maybe (laughs) rudimentary in a way, I suppose. Um, but I don't feel like we dumb things down. That's not the point, right? It's never the point. It's not, we're not dumbing things down, but we are trying to like wrestle with fundamental topics, um, because we want to try to integrate some of these notions into our work. Um, and I think, again, it's sort of like, uh, the metaphor right of you know of using a boat to cross you know to cross the river or whatever it's vital you have to use it to do it right um but eventually you leave you know you leave the boat behind right and you continue on you know the journey if you like the, the metaphor and, right that thing uh what i mean is that we will use these things to you know to to you know, contemplate them. We may do exercises that you know are you pertinent to, to it. it, but the whole idea is that, like uh, you go know, uh, it's there for you at a certain point, right? So, um, all right. So, just to to get into it, there's the you know we'll talk about the first chapter. So the the black and white silhouette, right? And so the. Um, Just sort of read this, read this first bit. The white picture plane as a field of light. When an artist sits before a sheet of white paper to make a drawing, he sees a picture plane, whether consciously or intuitively, as a field of light. In the same way he sees any mark, stroke, or scribble within that picture plane as a form, a presence, something inside that field of light, in short, The bounded area of the paper has become a place, and the mark, no matter how crude, has become a thing. Picture plane. This rectangular area, which may be a sheet of drawing paper or a canvas, is a simple picture plane. If you think of this rectangle as a space, the picture plane becomes a void, a ground, a field of light that may contain some kind of mark that represents a form. So I think, you know, we've, uh, we've covered this concept of the picture plane before. Um, and I think like, you know, this is a really kind of, uh, this is an intuitive way to conceive of it, a sheet of paper. Um, if you're working digitally, right? It's, it could of course be the screen, you know, that you're on, whether it's, you know, you could be working on a tablet or you could be 3D modeling, you know, whatever the case may be. If um, you're doing graphic design, there's a there's a there's a ground, right? Again, so in this case, like the, this sheet of paper, you know, that's being talked about here. Um, and thinking about it in terms of a tattoo, we could think of the body as the ground right? Even though it's on a figure, it's really, it's kind of interesting. It's like the figure becomes ground, right? The body as a void, as a, as a place for marks, for, you know, as a space to, to create imagery. Anyways, um, so this idea of the figure and the ground, um, we've got, a you know, these few simple things, scribble, um, talks about it here, right? Uh, when this rectangular space is filled with a mark, a number, a triangle, a tree, um, there is now a presence in the void. We now have what psychologists call figure and ground. The ground is the bare rectangle while the figure is a mark that interrupts the void. If you can recognize a specific form in the bare rectangle, such as a tree, and you are convinced that a thing can be said to exist within the space. No amount of argument will dissuade you from knowing that you are seeing a figure in its ground, or a field of light that may uh, where you may be seeing an image inside the picture frame. The idea leaps to your mind that you are looking into a real space, right? So again, you know, it doesn't have to be on white paper, right? It doesn't have to be flat. It can also be, you know. Uh, can also be, uh, you know, again, the, the body can be a, a screen could be any surface, right. Where we're going to depict, you know, a space where there'll be a mark that looks like something, it becomes a thing. Um, even if it's abstract, right. It's still this thing that,
3: um,
0: that has Mm -hmm. a presence. There's another presence, you know, so it, uh, it leads you to think about space and, and those relations and stuff. And so, um, in this case, you know, we're really just kind of talking about, you know, so the white paper and these black marks. It's like the it's like the most contrast, the highest degree of contrast that you can think about. Um, but again, there's like, you know, we could think about the the way that Guy Atchison talks about it: positive, negative. Pos neg, um, the dark being the positive and the lighter being the negative. Um, that's, that's how he terms it. And so I think this, it's an interesting way to sort of think about it, right? We have this, you know, this um, pause on neg relationships here, all these things. Okay. So we're going to talk about these, uh, these images here real quick, but just as a, you know, as a way to think about them. We've got these, Uh, author wants us to think about these, these three squares here first, right? So here they are, you can see these vertical column all the way over uh, on the left hand side, there are three squares, right? So zoom in here. Uh, The silhouette as a form in space. Once we have accepted the white space as a field of light, a background on which things may happen, then any form that interrupts the field of light becomes something real. It becomes a figure on a ground. Um, The simplest example on the figure of the ground is the silhouette on a piece of white paper. Silhouette is a profile view of an object, the simplest essence of a form in space, recognizable as a dimensional object within the field of light, right? So these uh, geometrical silhouettes. Uh, Some silhouettes are ambiguous and some are not. In the first column at the left, we see the three squares, right? Right, three squares. Uh, Three squares. Um, The three squares are ambiguous because they do not seem to suggest uh, three-dimensional forms. It's not clear whether they represent cubes, a head on view of a cylinder, rectangular base of a pyramid. Uh, The middle column represents a slight shift in viewpoint with less visual confusion, Um, right? So we can sort of see these middle silhouettes. They start to represent like forms that have volume, right? See these squares, they are two-dimensional, right? They just have a height and a width. But as we come to the middle column, we see that there's, of course, like because of the way that these are represented right We can sort of imagine that they have like some sort of volume volume of a cylinder Um, the triangle still is you know two-dimensional but you know as we as we go here we can read the rest of this Uh, less visual confusion right the 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 three silhouettes do in fact suggest a cube a cylinder a pyramid um, but the three silhouettes on the right hand column are clearer still uh, particularly in the case of the pyramid which now obviously rests on a square base right so that's the square of the pyramid right um interesting right so we get yeah. this notion or that we get the idea of uh you know three-dimensionality depth as well as you know height and a and a width so um now again you don't always have to, you know, use these silhouettes to represent three dimensions. That's a big part of what this, you know, sort of chapter is gonna be is sort of, it's gonna like privilege, you know, three dimensionality. Um, but there's also some really interesting images in it that, you know, I think that do suggest that like uh, um, sort of thinking about things in, you know, almost like a two dimensional way or taking three dimensional things and thinking about them in two dimensions is, uh, is an interesting way Right to uh, to get your point across in a graphic uh, sort of representation. I was like this guy with like three <laughs> <lines. laughs> whatever is going on. It's like a, I've heard people call Burn Hogarth, his author of this book, as an acquired taste. Um, and so if you're familiar with any of his other work, you, you know you may love it, you may not. Um, Seems
1: like a fun guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fun guy indeed. Um, <laughs> Definitely quirky. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, there's definitely, um, definitely some interesting sort of principles that, you know, I think that not only you know, he's not only talking about, there are other artists that talk about it. And of course, you know, uh, we can always, we can always relate it, you know, like, uh, we think about how people see, how we see, how the audience might see. Um, again, this might have a lot to do with, uh, cultural values, right, we're talking about tonal values, but the way that, you know, people of a given culture will see things is gonna, you know, be in part, if not, you know, a large part dictated by the way that the, that a culture teaches you how to see things. Um, so, um, as we see these representations, you know, it's kind of a, uh, um, they, you know, I may assume like, oh, these are clear, you, you know, may, they may be clear to you. They may not be as clear to others. But we're talking about these ideas, and I think it's, you know, this is a start. And that's why, you know, that's why I think this is a, um, it's, again, it's a, I think it's a very interesting book. And this is a very, uh, this is a great introductory chapter to think about this, this is sort of this very basic relationship between the figure and the ground, the positive on the negative. These are the, you know, sort of the, where seeing can begin, right? You'd have to have, you'd you would have to have this at least. You'd have to have some sort of ground and some sort of figure on it for anybody to make anything out at the very least, right? So that might be sort of the, the baseline of universal, you know, of image it has to be this sort of, this first relationship, right? Uh, so the silhouette in the third dimension If we understand the silhouette as a real presence in the world, we must see some suggestion of the third dimension, as seen in the foregoing examples. A clear, unambiguous silhouette depends on finding the right viewpoint, a view of the object uh, that gives a sense of perspective, uh, a grasp of the whole form. To achieve this sense of perspective, the drawing must communicate a presence of a ground plane, which the form rests. Um, something else we talked about, you know, we really, you know, we covered this, you cover these ideas about perspective, about linear perspective before picture plane, a ground plane. Um, but I think that this is even, this, this almost gets at these concepts even in a more basic way. Um, right. So balancing figures, right. We see these, we see these, uh, these two dudes like holding each other up, you know, um, uh, so the balancing figures, this action silhouette is believable because the feet of the lower figure seem to rest on a baseline. All right. The athlete's legs are, uh, communicate a firm sense of the ground through the two figures. There is also a clear sense of the vertical line of gravity. Something else I think, I, I feel like we've, we've talked about it, but certainly, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to draw the figure, right, uh, gesture sketch right or design your own characters or even these figures of the bottle right the bottle and these you know these glasses and stuff like the way that you choose to depict gravity it's gonna be you know like it's gonna it's gonna give the image its sense of um well let's let's say logic if you will right so it feels like these characters are holding each other up and then there's a gravity that, you know, there's weight on the upper one and the lower one is supporting it. This is, you know, through balance and through the, you know, the position of the body. Uh, this bottle feels like it's standing upright. If it were like, you know, slightly tipped to one way or the other it would feel like it's gonna fall over, right? <laughs> Tip it all the way over, it'll look like it's, it's turned. You know, these sorts of ideas. It, Communicate something to the audience. I feel like there's, you know, and there's an intuition that we would have when we see these things depicted in a certain way. Um, again, this is why like tattooing can be challenging, <laughs> you know, because like finding the right balance of how to depict, you know, sort of an object on a person's body, it's always in motion. Even when you're standing still, your body is moving, you know. Um, Plus, it's not a flat surface, exactly. yeah, it's curved it's 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 like muscles are always you know sort of flowing and stuff you know it's Mm. you're breathing you know it just isn't it's never going to be static you know so it really can be uh um can be a challenge and an opportunity right there can be all these sorts of new things that can happen yeah Um, you can use it in your favor i i believe that's true it uh and it's one of those things, it's almost like, you know, like you were saying earlier with your work, Amber, that like, it's just sort of, you know, it's sort of moving through you, you know, like the, the work is moving through you in a, some some sort of way. Um, you have to be there in the right place at the right time. You have to, you know, do the hard work and, you know, it. Yeah. Oh, a, yeah, scribbling on a paper
4: with all these little pens has definitely been hard work. And yeah. now I'm adding the, the dark areas and the edges and the shadows.
0: Again, that's, you know, I'm, that's where my mind is at today, is on this idea of silhouettes and stuff. <laughs> um, recent, I heard Russ Abbott tattooer. You know, he's a tattooer from...
4: I Georgia love Russ Abbott.
0: Love Russ Abbott. Love Russ Abbott. We, you know, we, um, uh, we featured the Russ Abbott color wheel, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: a few weeks ago. And it's a, it's a very, you know, it's an amazing tool anyway. It is. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, uh, anyway, so he was talking recently about, you know, I heard him talking about like this idea of silhouettes in a tattoo, right? That the, that the design that we, you know, that we're going to do, it has this silhouette, even if there, you know, even if there's again, further details that are in it, right? The figure, whatever the figure might be, has a certain silhouette and how it's recognized on a body is, um, you know, uh, it's so instantaneous, like the, you know, when we, we you know, we spot this figure on a ground, we're, we're gonna like first sort of look for this whole sort of shape, right? Before we get into the details. I as, as an artist, uh, I know as the tendency is to, to to noodle around on the details. You know? <laughs> uh uh-huh. <laughs> Get in there. All I want to do is the eyelashes and stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I want to draw the the you know the toenail for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> you know? you want to do that? It's like there's some element that captures your attention and your imagination, fascinates you, and you want to do that but um uh there's a oneness to things right there's a you know there's a there's a there's a wholeness to to a thing and so you find uh um you sort of find that silhouette first right the the, you work from the larger to the smaller and then everything can work together in a more uh effective way they can reinforce each other all these many one things right like an eyelash is one thing and you know fingernail is a one thing but it's a part of another one right so there's one whole thing and then there's all these many other ones within it um somehow they stay together and this is uh this is the task it's what's so challenging right um and maybe even a someone's tattoo collection could be thought of this way right it's many individual pieces that are gonna at some point come together and one as whole, one yeah a whole one thing it's somebody want you know somebody's one thing so <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but anyways you know ah fun right So again you know we're looking at these uh, these illustrations here I want get the bottom of that cup for you so you mm-hmm. can see it right? Uh, house seen in perspective above this silhouetted house shows us a large house with wings attached to the main structure look at the topmost line um uh the topmost line of the roof does the rooftop recede from the left to the right or from the right to the left it's one of those optical illusions right like you're you know oh <laughs> big on where you're looking at it from um Looking at the total silhouette, studying the visual logic of the other structures, uh, you know the form of the roof recedes from the left to the right. To the back of the house is at your uh, is at your right. Yes. So, um, right. Mm. Um, objects on the drawing board. Right. The pen, brush, ink, paint bottles, eyeglasses, eraser, leads, and coffee cup. Uh, are not parallel to one another, but are at odd angles, yet they seem right, um, they seem to be correct, because each silhouette makes us feel without question the presence of a firm, flat surface uh, of the drawing table on which they uh, these objects rest. Uh, for each object, the best viewpoint, uh, the best angle has been chosen, to suggest that this white paper is, uh, is not just a field of light, but a dimensional space um note that the lens left lens of the eyeglasses uh right it's it has like refraction right yeah see this refraction it's a nice detail you know what i mean it's um even if it's exaggerated a bit uh you know kind of gives us um you know just even i don't know more character yeah my brain
4: automatically turns them into blocks and cylinders and then plots the vanishing point to make sure they're all on the same plane.
3: Mm.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Visual signals, right? That's what the, that's, uh, that's how the author talks about it, right? These visual signals that are all sort of helping to reinforce the scene right this is, it's so this scene is is one or it becomes one and i mean even if you know we're going to group all these objects together even though not a, uh, they're not all touching we could go in and again it's like you could think about like are right, the glasses they have all these components right there's all these parts to this whole whole thing it has lenses it has you know the arms or you know whatever you call you know those part and then of course like the frame right anyways uh it has all these pieces that you know that form a wholeness right and and together it's more than just you know it's other it's different right it does a function right but it's different than just the you know just the single single part of it as a scene right put all this together it's you know, an artist's sort of table or, you know, somebody that likes to, somebody that likes to, 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 to draw things, f- figures on grounds, <laughs> like, you know, ink bottles and pens and stuff, you know, and then of course, like your coffee cup. Definitely looks lived in.
4: Yes, I yeah. wish my work table was that tidy. Oh right. God,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a representation though. You know, it's like you're, <laughs> you make <laughs> you know you make you you make your uh uh your space you depict your space as you wish i think yeah (laughs) you have that power of representation but the the notion is that like just one of them by themselves even though it has forms a wholeness put it together it starts to tell us something different um or becomes other you know each each one in its separateness is other to the other ones and thus like this whole scene becomes other to all of the, the pieces of it, right? So, um, but again, it's like the, the figure is other to the ground or the ground, whatever the ground may be, this white paper could be flesh, could be anything, could be the screen, covered all that. But the figure on top of it uh, is other to it as a difference there's all these differences and so that's I think it's the you know is what we're a part of what we're going for um back it up a little bit so you can get all these guys in the book it's it's kind of cool it's like you know it's it's all these this tangle of bodies um and then it's stretched across I didn't put it together but you know it's like stretched across and you know Mm -hmm. there's you know, two pages. So it's, it's really quite dramatic. Um, But again, I think, you know, it's like we see all of these, uh, you know, all of this, so individual figures in space on a ground, but put together, we can't help but to sort of group them because of their proximity. They're also close. Um, What's clear, what becomes clear, right, is all of the pause on neg relationship, all of the, the strong graphic, you know, dark against light um, that helps us discern this figure from the space, right, or even one from another, even though they're overlapping you know, there can be almost this sort of strange, here's another like three-armed person, three arms. <laughs> three-armed
2: at the bottom.
0: Three armed, three, yeah. Three, oh, and there's three-legged three three, over there 3 here. leg guy too, you know. Um, I wonder what's the meaning the of that.
2: also art.
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to say that I know for, you know, for sure. I mean, there may be somewhere in his writings where he talks about like why that would be, but I could only imagine it's like, you know, um, it takes us time to for our eye to move from one point to another, right, and so in this way, like having these multiple limbs all together it's it's like the movement
4: mm. yeah, the I felt like it was depicting movement,
0: yeah, I think that's intuitive that it would be I mean it's like clearly this person is a, you know is very skilled at drafting and at drawing the figure, so. You know, he knows there's only well, like generally that there's two legs. I, you know, uh, I you know, know maybe he's might, got a know, secret. You, everybody <laughs> is different, right? we just talking about different. Things. <laughs> so to say that there's never a three-legged person ever would not be correct. It's it generally, you know, generally we we only.
2: See- hey, if there's two-headed
4: people, it's more likely there's a three-legged person. You've got it.
0: That's exactly right. But uh, I think in this instance was probably that's, we all seem to be in agreement. It seems to represent like movement. Even though it's a bit, uh, it's stylized. There's an abstraction there. Um, I'm not upset with it yeah it's fun there's something something fun about it uh it's it's not misspelled if you like (laughs) Yeah,
4: it's kind of whimsical but it gets the point across
0: it's not a misspelling um well in in you know in the past in art artists would use this strategy for sure they'd put like you know they put like a saint that's being you know like uh, that's being eaten by a dragon has also sort of has also vanquished the dragon by emerging out of it. Right. So Mm. like as your eye moves across the picture, you're, you know, you're sort of seeing this poor dragon, (laughs) right? Exactly. There's, I'm sure there's other, uh, there's other, you know, um, examples of it, but this idea, right. That's, you know, uh, some, an event has occurred, and then it has, you know, this progression of a narrative has happened. And then, you know, you're seeing it depicted. But before, you know, like everything's an invention, right? Even comic books, you know, like sequential frames.
2: It's an yeah. invention.
0: It was it's a technology that happened <laughs> at a certain point before then comic come lore. up with these solutions, mm. right? Before moving pictures, <laughs> before comic strips, right? there was this and so this is a you know it's it's interesting it's like you know we're seeing it here but it's also you know um uh it's a strategy right that you know that sort of gives us gives us action and something especially it could be considered so static right this silhouettes um but yeah uh so so many figures and we can see like all of this detail and all of this You know uh all this motion again even though it's even though it's just a silhouette i guess i'm thinking back to those three squares that were you know on the depicted on the page earlier they're they're Mm -hmm. very static and they you know they just really seem to you know didn't seem like they had much going on but from that we've moved through and you know here we have like this very dynamic sort of scene um again all these all these figures in action there's a rotational symmetry here you know we can sort of see like all of these all of these bodies are almost sort of like orbiting in a in a certain respect. i can
4: kind of see a fibonacci spiral in the negative space
1: oh, a little bit yeah
0: you know what you're, i mean you're probably right yeah i, I could i
4: could it's got that view. constant swirl of Negative space getting larger and larger. Mm hmm.
0: Um, whether whether the artist plans that or not, I think sometimes it just sometimes it shows up.
4: It just happens because sometimes that's happens. the way your eye automatically moves across
2: paper.
0: Mm hmm. Fascinating. Um. So, uh. Anyway, this is uh.
1: That dude on the bottom is not having a good time. This guy here, oh. yeah.
0: Jesus, you can see <laughs> like, there's a lot of there's a lot of torment in this hand here, and then yeah, yeah some of these feet going on. <laughs> yeah, that angle is not good. <laughs> it was like, he got yeah.
1: stomped in an unsavory place recently. Yeah,
0: for sure. It's there's all kinds <laughs> of uh, um, what's about to happen. Look at this foot, though. Yeah those toes. Quite yeah. a toe, right? Those are called those yoga toes. There's a lot of pressure <laughs> being put on that. Um yeah, so it definitely shows
4: the plane though.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's true. Um in a bit of exaggeration, you know, I think when used um when used like uh effectively can can be can be very, you know, like uh um be very, like, sort of important to the composition.
4: We need you know, to it's exaggerate like this... things a lot of times in tattoos.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, Even if
4: we're just exaggerating the contrast.
0: Exactly. It's important to take the license, right? To have the license, artist's license, if you like. But leaving this negative space, here's foot, with the negative space, leaving it larger, you know that it probably would be likely. Um, it helps it helps to depict this in a more uh, a graphic way. Helps make it much more clear. So, all right, let's uh, we'll go down and we'll check. We're we're just about done. I just wanted to you know sort of. I thought this one. I think this one is so beautiful. I was about um, to say I
2: really like this one.
0: Yeah. Um, Reminds me of the Jungle Book.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Where's
2: Mobley? yeah
0: um and so uh again we you know i'll I'll read a little bit of it uh the language here silhouettes can convey degrees of light although we have only the white paper to communicate the brightness of the light the silhouette can actually suggest differences in the amount or degree of light greater uh, or lesser intensity of light um and so, yeah, it's a little, uh, from the scan, you can see it's a little bit fuzzy over here on the right-hand side, but but again, I think what we're, um, you know, what we're sort of supposed to contemplate here is like the denseness, the thickness of all of these overlapping silhouettes versus this more stark, obviously we can see this snake. And what's sort of nice is there's almost, a, you know, almost a repetition, you know, here in the, these vines, He you know,
4: conveys uh, depth well. What's mm-hmm. that? He conveys the depth of the picture really well.
0: I think so too. Um, right, so jungle scene, right? A large tree boa emerges from a jungle setting. The network of leaves, vines, fronds, and tropical uh, bird. Verdure. Verduer, thanks. Um, Along the edges seem darker than the central open area. Central space appears bright. Indeed, um, else why would the serpent appear so sharp and clear in contrast with the murky, indistinct shapes of the surrounding jungle? Um, Let your eye move back and forth from the center uh, to the edges to confirm this impression. Along the edges, this dense concentration of dark silhouettes somehow makes the black ink look blacker. Uh, Spatial question, look around the boundary and ask yourself whether the bow is moving away from you into the picture or outward towards you. Um, Yeah, no, I think it's, I think that's a really, you know, sort of beautiful way to put it. Like it just, these areas, because of their concentration, does look you know this dark area does look darker um
1: Mm.
0: there is a lot of motion i feel like in this uh silhouette of this snake Um, yeah
1: i think also the dark edges are kind of like a vignette uh also because it gets darker and then as the as it gets uh smaller and more delicate it
0: lightens it up the the center yes so you're you're, yes but like it frames it right you know Mm -hmm. that's um uh i think that's a really well seen you know sort of um a very nice observation um and thinking about you know i always like that's the theme of this show is like tattoos and stuff you know so it's kind of like if we were to um if we were gonna we're gonna tattoo this you know what would you what would you do you know perhaps there could be another layer of, you know, of, uh, this, what was that word again? Verdue? <laughs> Ver- Verder. Verder. Thank you. <laughs> I've never, never pronounced that word out loud. Anyway, Verder, um, like yet another one of, of so these sort of negative shapes, you know, could sort of inframe the frame if you like. Um, I don't know. There's all kinds of, uh, all kinds of ways that you could go about it, but, um, that's one of the, you know, the differences, right? If we have a frame, something, you know, talk about artwork and stuff. A lot of time there's this sort of sharp edge that sort of contains, right? There's a uh, exclusionary, right? There's what's inside of it and then there's what's outside of it. Um, uh, with the mm-hmm. body, it can be more challenging sometimes to put those edges on, especially if they're, you know, you're trying to do something very squared up. Um sometimes there's natural boundaries, right? You kind of, there's an end (laughs) to it. There's only so far you can go. So there, again, there's things you can use to your advantage, but, um, uh, but I guess I just, you know, I, I do like this idea of, um, again, it's sort of a, there's a, there's a balance that happens in terms of how dark for the vignette versus like, scene there's this sort of central sort of focal point where you know where the dark becomes you know it's a star of the show if you like mm-hmm. um, again it's very cool illustration it spans across it just there's a little bit of it over here on the other thing <laughs> very cool um
4: there's mobley
0: <laughs> exactly these are um So, the author did, uh, you know, did some very well known illustrations, like for comic books of uh, Tarzan and stuff. Mm. Um, It was very popular, you know, during that era, um, the era that this was made, right? So, the 70s and the 80s and stuff. So, anyways, um, but again, I think what we're, you know, like if we, if we take a moment to sort of appreciate this uh you know this leopard illustration you clearly see this figure of the leopard right and it's there's all these other detail we can make it out right we make this the shape of its form we discern it from all this background um even though again it's i think you know there's a lot of repetition of shapes and forms you know how do we how is it that we're able to sort of pick this i i hope so i hope you know I hope i'm not alone here but like that we can you know pick out this leopard shape right from the rest of the background um, yeah it's uh it's a it's a really interesting feature of our you know conscious perception that we can sort of discern these different things everything so they is say that, go ahead
1: i think they say that it's like a survival it's like a a derivative of like a survival uh tactic of the brain uh, of being able to recognize uh silhouettes of creatures very quickly especially like if you show s- people different silhouettes like we'll immediately know what they are even if they're kind of ambiguous
2: Yes.
0: That's I, interesting. Yeah. I've definitely, I, 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 I definitely have heard that. I think that's, I think it must be true, you know, and I feel like we can, I feel like, you know, we're kind of seeing that in action right here, you know, like, like yeah. you said, it's, there's a survival. Um, I mean, and this guy looks pretty aggressive. I wouldn't want to, you know,
1: <laughs> like. Run up on a naked man with a knife. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> like, yeah, really.
0: Yeah. If you're, if, if you're in that jungle terrain and this, you know, this dude shows up. You know, it's time to go. Yeah, you might.
1: Party's might like, over.
0: The oh, leopard guy. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, I don't know, but, but there's just like you know, so there's like a there's like a little lion down here. Um, that's going to get into the next sort of idea that the you know the book Carter gets uh, gets into, but sense of perspective, a sense of depth even though it's just on this basic level, there isn't, you know, there isn't a lot of shading and stuff. It's just, you know, Azaneg. Um see this figure, right? can make it out, that's, you know, sort of human, human form in the jungle. Um, you know, looks like all these are branches, you know, oh, one of them could be a snake, you know, that would be, you know, be easy to sort of hide in there. But then mm-hmm. also this lion, you know, down here at the bottom uh again it's kind of a we recognize you know these forms um but uh yeah so all right yeah just about there so here's this uh here's this other you know depiction of depth right so different scales right and we can Mm -hmm. we can start to get this illusion of three dimensions again these are all very two-dimensional but they're depicted in a way to sort of give us a sense that they have some volume and then they are also sort of uh, 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 positioned. So that way they give us this, this greater sense of depth. Um, and again, I think, you know, uh, once you start really talking about like, you know, once you get this concept down and then you start, you know, you start thinking about like tonal value and giving things like, various degrees of, of rendering like, you know, lightness and darkness. Um, and then things can become, you know, very convincing. It gets much more complicated to be sure. Um uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, um, not sure what's going on here. It's a very thin, <laughs> very narrow rope for sure. Whatever string looks like. Um, and so yeah, wrangling this, this is uh yeah this is not condoning or condemning uh cowboy like stuff but but just more we're talking about the the artistic principles that are being used here to depict a particular scene right so um anyways there are uh again we've got this sort of interesting we're talking about you know earlier like how can we sort of we're going to do a tattoo like how could we depict you know that scene of dense black jungle vignette i like
4: how they use the negative space in front of the steer to make the you know the grass yeah. and stuff. Right. that would yeah. be very dynamic in a tattoo
0: exactly i this is this is uh you're reading you're reading my uh you know what i'm what i'm putting down for sure there's another little there it is over there and back there again. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's a strategy, right? Sort of like, you know, this, this layering, you know, this positive on negative and uh, negative on positive and so on and so forth. And it gives us these different, you know, degrees of perspective, closeness, farness, you know, uh, further, further away. Um, So there's a, there's a, there's a ground back in the sky, right? There's a space, a void, this, you know, this wrangler shows up, (laughs) right? Wrangles this steer. It's a little closer to wherever our, you know, on the picture plane, it's closer to us as a viewer, but then closer still, again, is these little weeds, is the grassy areas, right? It's obvious, you know, but we're just pointing it out. and sort of like getting these layers, you know that sort of depicts space. It can be done so simply, just in light and light, light and dark, if you like, um, in a graphic way. Um, and so, this is the beginning, or you can start here, and then you can make it more complicated. And I think you know, um, but right when it's when it's dark on dark, right, it all kind of becomes you know you can't discern as easily one thing from the next. Right. And so, you know, it can, you know, there can be like, you can lose the clarity, right, that you would want if this, you know, if if these two figures were right on top of each other, like, you know, perfectly aligned in some way. I mean, it was, you know, you. I think it could be easy to lose the, you know, the these things, right? You wouldn't see, you wouldn't be able to see their contours, that sort of an idea. um right uh, again so so simple but at the same time you know so what amber what you were saying the reverse silhouettes uh because there's like well you know again we see that down here as a strategy uh-huh. that's used mm-hmm. right, with this grass in front of this horse and stuff um and he's like yeah sweet leopards you know
2: that's like, pretty yeah, beautiful,
0: right? Um, yeah, sort of using it as a negative leopard and then of course like there's uh, these positive ones against a negative leopard. would
1: make a good forearm band. I right. was just thinking that, yeah.
0: It's, uh, you know, I think there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of ways that you can, you know, um, that you can apply some of this to, you know, graphic arts whether it's like you're painting, you're drawing uh, tattoos and stuff. But again, I think the this is a good place to kind of start if you're composing something, you know, you may want to start thinking about it in terms of just, this is dark and gets light. Then you'll, you know, if you want to render it more, you can go through and start to say like, all right, there's going to be subtle variations in tones here and there. Um, but just getting this basic relationship down can be so powerful right, and then maintaining it, like, all right, the background in this case is going to be lighter, right, so figure is positive on a negative background, right, oh, okay, well, now, and, you know, in this, up here, this negative silhouette, it's, the figure is lighter than the background, right, so we have a negative on positive, so on and so forth, Um, you develop this rhythm, and I think, you know, uh, I know that, like, you know, like old school tattooers, they talk about it a lot. Like there's just the, you know, you don't want to have dark on dark, you know, light on light. Like you know, so they do their whip shading and they shade the, you know, like an eagle or something like that, right? It's like it's the same principle, right? It's a, it's a very solid sort of graphic principle, and then you know we can use it in our, uh, we can sort of see it in our work, and I think it extends to color talking about just we just see black and white right here but it extends to color how dark is that color um so on and so forth uh yeah so here's a the freeze of leopards very cool beautiful yeah. image um like we can again it's you know talks about background foreground middle ground how all these things are you know, sort of working together to give us a cohesive sort of story um and it's dynamic right and dramatic and stylized so and then there's uh, oh, a
2: oh i love and that
0: cool swamp swamp scene um there's all kinds of like little creatures and stuff that are hidden in the silhouettes and, um so uh yeah and then leaves and you know all sorts of other, uh, again, just like it's—it's it's a whole scene, right? It's a whole one, right? And it depicts something. Um, each individual by themselves would have a story, right? Um, but of course, you know, we sort of put it together. We can't help but to group these because of you know how close they are, and um, and the reason that we can see them is because they. There's a positive to negative relationship. There's a there's a there's a ground, right? There's a space where there seems to be a presence of things that are depicted, um, and so uh, we end up like you know um, we end up making you know representation in our imagination based on these simple marks. Uh, so I like oh, I like this little. The like
2: little frog. A frog guy. Yeah. Frog and a rabbit. And a <laughs> turtle.
0: <laughs> like a snapping turtle or something over there. Um, yeah, it's, again, just, you know, thinking about these, uh, you know, very basic uh, graphic silhouettes, I think it's a, it's a great place to start. It's important. And everything is going to have it, whether you like it or not. Mm. So, you know when we get involved in the details first um can really lose the you know the the elegance of the silhouette so um so yeah that was the that was that that was, that was beautiful I to talk about today um and so i know that's i know that stuff that you know you've sure you've talked about sure you've covered in the past um but you know, um, maybe you've never seen that book. Um, maybe, uh, uh, maybe you're already thinking about a piece that you're working on and how can you like, sort of, um, integrate some of these ideas into it. I think that's, uh, again, that's hopefully something that, you know, ends up coming, coming through for you. Um,
1: I think I've been kind of thinking about that lately because, um, -hmm. I'm working on the, a set of tapestries. I actually finished the other one. I didn't tell you. I finished Let's the one it. that I've been working on. Oh God, I don't know if I have enough room. Mm. Let's
2: see. Oh. Okay. We got it. I saw Beautiful. that again. came yeah. really Here, nice. Can, yeah. Let me spotlight.
0: Spotlight. Beautiful.
2: Whoops. Here
1: we go. Yeah, but it's a it's a big abstract piece. Abstract must be really in right now, Amber. Uh, yeah. But um, I had to think about how to like pare down my colors just because I've never done so many color changes before and I wanted to like limit my palette. So I had to limit it down to three and trying to uh, get all the the shapes. I also did like a mini one cause I had, and it says, love you. Cause I'm cheesy. <laughs> I'm really cheesy, but um, trying to figure out how I'm going to like layer things on top of each other um, so that it's like readable uh, to someone who's far away um, has been like a new challenge since I typically work with like a, a lot of colors because I'm uh, typically building models that are very uh, color, uh, color specific. So I'm trying to get the the most amount of detail so like paring it down to like three colors that's my my challenge is uh keeping it to like three colors max has been uh, a challenge in uh, my composition
0: that's exactly that's exactly what we're talking about today so I really love that and like you said readable you know like from a distance
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that with, I had used so many colors in this that it didn't have any dimension. And that's mm-hmm. when I'm like, all right, it's time to push some black into this. To give it some dimension and so it looks more 3D. Mm-hmm. So I'm adding edges and shadows now to show where the light's coming through. Because I want it all to have that glow that the middle has. Mm. And that takes a lot of scribbling.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah for sure it's uh it's it's so many uh you know like so many little sort of gestures that that come together and make this whole thing um whether it's you know whether it's each sort of you know knot of the of the yarn or whether it's each scribble with the pen um or each like you know mark with the tattoo machine uh again it's it's just so many like it's all that stuff you know it comes together it doesn't just you know it doesn't just magically appear it's it's it's, it is work it's hard work um but that's like you know that's where the the joy you know comes from (laughs) it's like is in pursuing the that you know it's like you're making
4: it really work if it's you know making you happy (laughs)
0: Well, I so yeah, I think uh, that has to be a perspective. You know what I mean? That you're, you know, you're enjoying, you know, like this process. You know, you mm. enjoy it because um, it's probably like you know, it's like I enjoy making the tattoo, even though it's like uh, you know, or or the painting or whatever, because it's like it doesn't exist yet. You know, you lack it. it doesn't it's not it's not there mm-hmm. yet. And so you enjoy this making of it, like you know, you enjoy not having it, and then taking the picture is the happy part, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then it's that's over, and then it's time for the next thing, you know. Yeah, what I mean? right so,
4: now at the shop, I'm just working on fake skins, and it, it's producing the happy chemical.
0: So yes. uh, I'm
4: good with it. And
0: enjoy that. I think that's um, that's that's a good good thing to enjoy, you know. Yeah,
4: I don't even mind being the shop monkey. <sighs>
0: <laughs> it,
4: i'm paying my dues i'm supposed to I, I don't mind i'll take out the trash i'm good
0: no <laughs> oh, again i think that's an enjoyment that you can have right like if, you know you want you want to be somewhere in your life you know you want to like
4: i've been trying to get into a shop for 25 years i'm i'm good cool. with where i at now
0: yeah yeah um and then so once you're, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're getting your commission, you know, you're, you know, you're full artist and stuff like that, then you'll have to start thinking about the next thing, right?
4: You yeah. graduate oh, but- from
0: one thing, it's the next thing is the, you know, it's, uh, that's what becomes, uh, I don't know, it's a space to dream a new dream.
1: Yeah,
4: the next thing I have to prove I can do is lettering.
1: Ooh.
2: Which also- I'm pretty good at. I have so, to hop off. Have a good week, guys. Thanks, Elise. You least. too.
0: Um, yes, uh, lettering is something I think that we're actually going to start, uh, we're going to cover. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about that as well. Nice. But yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, this is a great place to sort of wrap it up for today. And, um, I
2: agree.
0: Love to get some, if you're going to give us a sign off, Amber, we'll, um, we'll wrap it up.
4: All right. I am Amber Morgaine. You can find me on all social media at Amber Morgaine and at luxury tattoos in Acarpa city, New Jersey.
0: Fantastic. Thank you for coming. Um, and thank for you sharing for sharing your, your newest work. I thought it was, uh, it's, it's, it's like super cool. And, um, thank you. Yeah. Just keep it up. I mean, that's the, you know, like you said, it's like you enjoy it. It's, you know, it's important. And so I can't wait to see more. I um, want to thank Elise for joining us. That was, it was great to, to catch up with yeah. her. Um, yeah, thank you everybody for joining us, Erica. It was great to see you as well. Um, uh, I'm James wisdom. You can find me on the internet uh, at tattooing, wisdom, tattooing-wisdom.com, Instagram Tattooing wisdom. Um, thanks to reinventing for uh, making this, uh, making this space possible. Uh, this has been drawing for tattooers. Um, be sure to join us next week, where we're going to talk about more interesting and exciting topics that have to do with drawing and tattoos and stuff. So, <laughs> of course, if you're here still, make sure that you hit the like and subscribe. Um,
3: We'd love to have.